I want to thank all of our listeners for several years of dedicated and loyal listening throughout the Halo Talks 400 podcast completed to date. We're going to 1,000 by 2024. If you're so inclined, we'd love to have you go to iTunes for us, fill out a review so we can keep this podcast rolling globally. We are now on Chartable's top lists and moving up the charts. Also, if you want to educate yourself in the new year, please go to thehaloacademy.com. Take a look at what we've done with 150 executives in the Halo sector to get them smarter, get them prepared for capital raises, and also more winning. Thanks. Have a great season. Let's go. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of bringing professional athlete, CEO, founder of The Post, and someone who will be future quarterback for my tight end skills. I am currently undrafted, and in my next lifetime, I will have a LinkedIn resume that mimics Chris Ponder. So welcome to the show, Christian. I, I appreciate it, Pete. And what I actually appreciate about you is that you're, going to, you're willing to say that you want to be a tight end. I think most people will probably say wide receiver. That's the more, more glamorous position. But you're like the humility of being able to say, no, I'm, I'm a tight end, not a receiver. Well, look, I probably had a 12-inch vertical leap back in high school. And <laughs> people accused me of not being able to get separation. Yeah. I did yeah. one time run a – I was playing in the Hamptons. We'll start off this with a little personal story. I was playing five on, uh, three on three in the Hamptons back when I was 40, so 10 years ago. And I started hearing the wind and I'm like, guys, I think this is fast as I've ever run. And I'm like, mark off 40 yards and I'll run it. So I drink a Diet Coke and then I run 40 yards and I clock in at 4.3. I'm like, yeah, guys, I told you, like I'm fast. Like, no way, dude. Like I must've done the stop watch. That's like NFL combine, you know, running back. So I do it again. I run a four, eight. And then we realized it was 33 yards. So I tell people <laughs> I ran a four, three, 33. I like that. That's good. Which is good because like, you know, they can't really apply the math to figure out what the extra seven yards was worth. So I think that's, uh, I like that. It's a good idea. And I think I was accelerating. I think I was probably going to accelerate at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Like a horse. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. That's good. Anyway, that's I'm good. currently, I'm currently undrafted. I got four years of eligibility left. So this is not about me though. It's about you. So thanks for coming on the show. Of um, course. You know, as our listener base knows, we use this term halo. You know, health, active lifestyle, outdoors. And during COVID, we wrote a book that I think is probably like your playbook, if you will, for the post, which is basically run your organization and your business as if you're running a professional sports team. Yeah. And the people you bring in, they better be winners or else they're not going to make the cut. Um, so talk a little bit about, you know, what you're doing with the post and, and how your professional career kind of guided you towards this as the next yeah. evolution of what you wanted to do and commit your time to. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate the question, Pete. And, and look, the, the, the post really, it, it's, uh, it's a leadership network exclusive to athletes. Um, you know, how it started was really in my own, my own experience and my own journey. My last year in the NFL was 2016 with the 49ers and, um, and, and moved to New York City in 2017, August 2017, for me to start the next chapter of my life, which I was actually excited for. I, I got my undergrad in finance and got my MBA while I was still in school playing football at Florida State. And, but my, my father's in finance. And so for me, the natural bridge was just go keep plugging the financial world, start wealth management. And, and New York City made the best sense to go to go figure that one out. And so that's where I started, bounced around the financial world for a few years, tried my hand at um, 
calling a few games, college football games in the, in the booth, which uh, did not go so well. I, I did not enjoy it at all. I actually watched, I felt like I watched more film preparing for that experience than when I was actually playing. And, um, and so I tried that, but, you know, during, during that time, just really felt this, this deep discontentment around the idea that I've been an athlete my whole life. It's a huge part of my identity and my story. But what I realized was even more importantly is the community that I belong to. Uh, I, I've been on teams and in locker rooms since sure. I was four, four years old. And so to be removed from the people that I get along best, that I'm most comfortable around, that I think other than my immediate family make me the best version of myself, that, that was the most difficult part. And so when I started looking for places to plug into and belong to in New York City, I joined Soho House. I looked at Core Club. I looked at YPO, some of these other professional networks out there. And, you know, uh, Soho House is great, but I felt very out of place. And these other organizations provide a lot of value to their members, but just didn't feel like they were for me. And that's when the light bulb went off in my head. It, you know, it, it just didn't make sense that I had to just stop being an athlete and I had to just reduce that part of my life to the stories I tell about my past self and how do we how do we have a continuation of what it means to be an athlete and that's where the post started it originally was let's just build a social club like Soho House for athletes which actually got a lot of validation but also felt like it fell really far short of the opportunity and we fully believe the opportunity to, for us is to build what we think is the most is the strongest most dynamic most effective my, most diverse leadership and professional network out there through its exclusivity to athletes because we fully believe and you just talked about it in the book that you wrote that we think athletes are really uniquely gifted to do really well in life after sport and and for us we just want to create that next locker room you know that next team sport ecosystem that we have when we're playing right when we were playing team sports that was all built around you, you had your teammates your peers that support network you had your coaches right. all those resources that were built around making you the best athlete that you could be and so how do we take that same group of people who are uniquely qualified and gifted to do extraordinary well in life after sport and give them that same ecosystem? You have your teammates, your peers, you have the resources, you have the coaches, all built around making you the best professional and person in general that you can be. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. I think that, you know, the reason why we wrote the book, one, is during COVID, you know, we're advisors to the bricks and mortar health and fitness industry, not yeah. the best profession given that all of our clients were closed and basically on the brink of bankruptcy. And then we saw the last dance documentary on ESPN. And like, wow, there's so many analogies to how you run a successful and repeatable business, yeah. that was a, you know, a, a dynasty in sports. And why can't you replicate that? You know, there's not many companies out there right now that have position coaches, you know, the NFL would, yeah. you know, if you, you have a coach for every position, right. In business, You've got a, you know, a, a head of sales. There's no, there's no sales trainer that I could go oh. to, or who's like looking out to optimize me as a player. And then I don't know why corporate America still uses this term human resources. Like, do I, do I feel like a human resource or am I like every company should have a head of player personnel and I'm hiring yeah. you to play on my team and I'm going to optimize you and you're yeah. either a project right? And you don't need a lot, or I'm going to make you awesome. And I'm going to give you all the tools. So when you think about the post game and you know, what things are you bringing to athletes to say, don't abandon how we did things, infuse it yeah. and use it. Yeah, for I sure. Like that we, up. Infuse want, it and use it. You can yeah, use that if you want. <laughs> uh, I would, we fully <laughs> embrace the idea. Like let's, let's lean into what it means to be an athlete, right? I think so many of us feel 
and 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 society kind of pushes us to feel this way. It, it's like being an athlete with some sort of liability. I mean, I think it's fully why we say things like, uh, you know, we of course like, oh, I'm more than an athlete, or the NFLPA puts out the athlete and campaign, which I look is completely well intentioned, but the the negative framing around being an athlete or the framing around being an athlete is so negative, right? It's not like we hear people say, I am more than a doctor or I'm more than a lawyer or I'm more than a teacher or whatever, but, but we have to almost diminish what it means to be an athlete and say, Oh, but I'm not just that. I'm almost all these other things. And for us, like, gosh, if you right. played sport yeah, at the highest, like a misnomer. Of, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, you're saying like, basically like some people say like, yeah, I was an athlete and now I'm like a business person. It's like, yeah, I'm always an athlete. I just have to be playing like a different sport, sports yeah, business, right? Yeah, exactly. Like and business is sport. How is it any different? It might not be the adrenaline rush we had when we we're playing sports, but it requires the same exact things that made you, you know, win in, in sports. And like, so if you were a great athlete, if you played, so the post is exclusive to former collegiate professional Olympic athletes. If you got that high, if you achieve that high level of, of sport, um, then you have the qualities it takes to be successful in anything else in life, right? It's the work ethic, the grittiness, the dedication, the determination, 100%. you know, dealing with success and failure and all those things. So that's why we say like, you have all the soft skills it takes to be successful. It's obviously the harder stuff that you don't necessarily might not have the hard skills, but the hard skills are so much easier to learn. The soft skills are developed over time. And so, right. um, you know, the data actually proves it. I mean, um, you know, I'd say well, athletes make up less than 2% of the U.S. population, yet account for 15 of the last 21 U.S. presidents, 52% of women in the C-suite today, and outside the number of Fortune 500 CEOs. That, that's, like a, that's a tremendous outperformance compared to people who are not athletes at the collegiate level. I mean, that's, that's crazy. And so for us, how do, we, how do we consolidate that group into one space that is able to support each other but push each other to be better? I mean, we're, so sur- we're often so surrounded by... Uh, are, are most influenced by the people we surround ourselves with. So why not surround ourselves with people who are those athletes defined by those qualities who are going to push each other to achieve more and do better? So going back to when you retired from the NFL and started working in finance and, and you know, started to get infused into business, what are some of the things that stood out to you? You know, to use our, you know, my tight end, you know, let's pretend I'm my tight end for a second. You cool? Yeah. 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 Okay. Thanks. If I'm doing a five, if I'm doing like a seven yard button hook or down and out, like, you know, exactly where I'm going to be. I know exactly where you're going to throw the football yet in business, they hire somebody to give them a script, you know? And it's like, yeah, you could use a script or you could yeah. you know, go off script or it's like, no, run the fuck, run the playbook. Like I'm giving you a playbook and we have to execute on this playbook. This isn't, yeah. you know, free, you know, free freelancing your way through sales. So are, are there some things that you maybe were shocked by or taken aback? Like, how you guys run an organization like this without yeah, naming look, names? I, I, yeah. yeah, I think what what there is an adjustment period of like it's a completely different dynamic, right? It's it's very it's very different than yeah. being in the locker room, um, being in a high energy space. It's it's yeah, you had to navigate a completely different environment, right? And and so. Um, and also like we actually had, so one of our, one of our members recently, we, we hosted Q and a Q&A and he was like, you know, I have such a hard time you know, as an athlete of being around athletes. We were always holding ourselves to the highest level of accountability and, and we were holding each other to the highest level of accountability, right? Cause we were all, my success depended on my teammates success. And so we were, we knew we we're in sure. this collectively to try to pursue this, achieve this goal. And, and it's not necessarily that case 
in a work environment. And it's like, you know, he was asking questions like, how, how do I hold someone else to a higher level of accountability when they don't even hold themselves to a like low level of accountability? And, and so there, there's just different right, ways right. of thinking and operating. And, and so there is a, a bit of a learning curve and like what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. Like, you know, we're definitely not cussing people out in the office because they it didn't do a good enough job that threw an interception right. or like, or dropped the yeah. sales call or whatever. Um, yeah. And so it's just, it's it's a yeah. it's a totally different dynamic that you have to learn and and navigate through. That's very different than than sport, and and that's why I do think you know, we've had members say, "Hey, I want to hire athletes," and I think that's probably why I think we're so comfortable with those people in those environments that it does make even taking that space and and building it in a different way in business is is helpful for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, some of the things that I feel like need to be further infused as athletes and those stats that you gave were awesome. I didn't know that about, you know, 2% of college athletes and, and where those, you know, people have, have achieved and where they're at. Um, you know, there, there are health clubs that we work with in studios and they give somebody a shirt, but it doesn't have their name on it. You know, spend a thousand, two thousand dollars hiring somebody. And it's like, hey, you're representing my brand. You you are my team. Like, you are my asset. You mm -hmm. represent. And we got to try and win together. Yet I'm not willing to pay 70 bucks to put your last name on the back of a jersey. Right? And I feel <laughs> like, you know, the last thing anybody wants to do, if they're an athlete or if they're a post, you know, playing athlete, is to get their jersey. They have to give back their jersey. That's what I tell yeah. the, the health clubs. Mm -hmm. If somebody leaves or you got to fire them, take their jersey, un unembroider the letters in public. <laughs> And then put the next person's <laughs> name on the back. Because uh, like, yeah. I, I like when I put a jersey on, whatever I'm doing, man. If I put a jersey on, like it's like it's go time, right? Yeah. So when when you think about, you know, how you're helping optimize athletes, either becoming entrepreneurs or a network, you know, what are you providing with the post to say, here here's like the framework of like this new sport, which is business. Yeah. And here's kind of what I've taken my you, on it and here's the tools and the resource i'm going to give you to win yeah to win. so so what what's unique about us is you know a lot of these communities that i think are are built around or, or these services that are built around helping athletes in life after sport really focus on the transitional phase as athletes are leaving so collegiate athletes who are 22 years old who really are unsure where they want to start in in business or professional athletes who who are just getting started um you know post post sports career for us we're starting at the next step we're actually building a community what we call the veteran locker room right when i was a freshman at florida state or a rookie with the vikings i stepped into a space where you know, there are veterans in the locker room who've been successful year after year and have been there for a long time and know what it takes and so for us we're starting to build the veteran locker room so people who have transitioned really well um, from sport and applied it really successfully to business. And so primarily our membership is over the age of 39, they're VP level and higher in business and just still identify as athletes and miss that level of accountability and, and being around athletes to push them to be more. And, and so really that's the support group we're starting with. The resources we provide, you know, we're kind of the two things that our pillars, our value pillars are number one, the people, so the community and the network. And number two, it's about resources and those resources you know, are about um, a lot of what we believe in. And like I said, is, is taking that athlete mentality and applying it to business. And so as athletes, we're always really good at setting goals. 
and coming up with plans and mapping how I achieve those goals. And part of mapping and how I achieve those goals is identifying obstacles. And so, um, you know, for me, like, mm-hmm. gosh, we're, we're playing a lot of three, four defenses this year. They're kind of a lot of exotic looks. I'm, I'm not as confident knowing a three, four defense versus a four, three. Well, I got to invest in the time and understanding three, four blitzes. I got to, or three, four defense. I got to start understanding more exotic blitzes that we're seeing. And, um, you know, and, and, and so spending the time investing to make sure that I'm getting better in those specific areas. And so how, how is that any different than what we should be doing in business? And so a lot of it's, it's, it's about setting the right goals and identifying the obstacles. And then for us, investing the resources to help you remove those obstacles. So like, you know, as a CEO, gosh, everybody better be really good at communications. Well, maybe my communication kind of sucks. So how do we bring in someone who's going to help us remove that communications right. obstacle or um, help us in storytelling and telling a better story because that's so important in, in pitching the fundraise. It's so important in the sales call and all those things. Um, and, uh, or, or optimization itself, like, gosh, like I lose focus at 2 PM cause I love sugar. And so I'm going to eat a donut, three donuts in the morning, and I'm going to pay for it at two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, how do we optimize nutrition for right. work? Like all those things. And, and so, you know, we're committed to bringing those resources, those experts, um, in, in a content form, you know, we're committed to, we'll do an annual conference every year. Um, but really I think what, what, what is important is being around, again, we're so influenced by the people we're we surround ourselves with and surrounding ourselves with people who are already high performers, but who understand that like my best performance is yet to come. I think that's what always made the best athletes. Those people that knew that they had not achieved peak performance yet. And there's always opportunities to get better. And so being with that group to push ourselves to get better. Gotcha. So just give us the, the, the business model here. So you're going to have a, a, a bricks and mortar location on 23rd street. Correct. And yep. then is it, it, that's, that's basically backed by an online platform to deliver the resources. And then would the idea be to go into other hub cities and have a bricks and yeah. mortar? So you have a, a physical meeting space. Yep, exactly. So we are, we're launching a national membership, uh, this month in April. And, um, but we're opening our first physical space in New York city. So right now, actually like 58% of our members are outside of New York, 42% are in New York city. Um, you know, we take a lot of inspiration from the YPO model. YPO has been around for over 70 years and, uh, and you know, it's a nonprofit. They have 40,000 global, global members. So we take a lot of inspiration from that cohort model, right? That's, that's a proven model building these peer to peer advisory groups and, and same thing for us, the, the beauty of those peer to peer advisory groups, they only work well when you can be vulnerable in those groups and ask for help or advice or like, hey, you know, we're leaders, business leaders trying to solve similar issues or add similar experiences and relying on crowdsourcing that knowledge to help us solve these issues as we as we face and as, as business leaders, as, as people, as, you know, spouses, as parents, whatever it is. And so for us, really banking on the idea that there's so much commonality between athletes, the shared life experience, interest systems, value systems that create so much connective tissue to build trust and relationships really quickly and, and therefore create vulnerability very fast and, and to be able to rely on those peer advisory groups for, for uh, you know, continued support and, and success as we all pursue to achieve more. And, and so we believe in that. So every, every member will get placed on a peer advisory group. Whitefield calls them forums. There's another group called Chief that took Whitefield and made exclusive women executives. They call them core groups. We call them teams. We're going to place you on a team. And, uh, and so we encourage those teams to meet on a monthly basis for a couple hours a month, but really it's up for their, the team to decide for them how often and, and when they want to meet. And then, and like you said, we have a, we have a, um, we have an app that is instantaneous connection for the members where they can look through the member directory, you know, directly message somebody 
Um, we have a home feed that people can post uh, questions or say, hey, I'm traveling to Miami, Florida. Do any members want to meet up? Or, um, you know, I'm doing a golf outing. Does anyone want to come play golf? We are. Gotcha. And so, you know, add that to the content. Content will be hosted there, but then a lot of in-person events. Um, you know, we believe in, in, in minimizing the digital experience. I think people are tired of, of living digitally and, and how we get people together again in in-person events. Um, whether that's a, you know, pickleball tournament in Central Park or pick up basketball game in Chelsea Piers or whatever it is, but how do we get, how do we bring people together? Yeah, no, that's great. It, once I started getting into meetings and off Zoom, I felt like there's way more follow-ups. There's a lot more energy and ideas that flow uh, in person. There's really no yeah. you know, substitute for that. So, you know, if you take a look at, I think there's 100,000 NCAA, you know, college sports athletes, you know, in any given four-year period. Um, you know, are you marketing to basically yep. anyone from every, any sport should be part of the post and, and that's kind of like your, your one requirement. Yeah. So basically we say our, our qualifications to be a member are you had to be at least an NCAA athlete. So an NCAA okay. Olympic or professional athlete. So like the few that never played in the NCAA, but went professional or played on the national Olympic team, whatever, like you, you had to play in one of those three levels. And then we say you had to be at least a five-year pro. So that five-year pro could be. You were, you know, professional. You played in the NFL for five years. You played the WNBA for five years, or whatever it is. Or if you were a collegiate athlete and, and didn't play professional sport, you had to be at least in business for five years. This is this is oh, a okay. network, right? A network. The, the the value of the network is derived by the people in the network. We want our members to extract value out of the network, but the network only has value by their contributions to the network. And so, you know, a twenty-two year old fresh out of college who we think we can eventually help. Um, isn't going to provide that much value. I think they're going to extract way more than they will provide. But we we want leaders who will who will provide and and add to that you know advisory group, add to that crowdsourced knowledge that people are looking for. That's great. So, you know, in closing here, you know, any any takeaways? You know, for if you were to say to your younger self, you know, you know, before you went into the NFL, um, here's things I need to prepare for after my career. Uh, maybe you've done that. It sounds like you you kind of float in here and had a smooth, you know, ascension slash transition. Um, but, you know, to, to athletes that are listening now, what should they be doing in order to prepare for, you know, their career is yeah. probably not going to end at 44 if you're a professional athlete. You know, there's only a couple, couple of guys, that, uh, women that do that. Um, so what, sure. what would be some of the takeaways? Yeah, look, I, I think there's no better time to prepare for the transition than before the transition ever happens. I, I think, one of the one of the difficulties of of that transition is we're so narrowly focused on our sport for so long, right? And and that's really what we've invested all our interest in and, and and everything. And so when it's removed, there's a lot of uncertainty around what what am I interested? What are my strengths outside of being a quarterback or or whatever? Yeah. And so doing some some self scouting work, right? Athletes are great at running self scouting on our performance. Like what went well, what didn't go well, how can I get better? And, and so same thing, like run a self-scouting report on, on what are you good at? How does that translate into the business world? What could you be interested in? And start trying things out, try to get internships, try to get introduced to people in those fields. And, and, and if you have more of that figured out before you hit the transition, then, then that's going to be helpful. And then be confident. I think the other problem is we're yeah. so, we're so insecure and we lack so much confidence going into that transition because. We were so secure and confident in who we are specific to the scope of being an athlete. And then going into those new environments and new responsibilities, that that lack of confidence gets hard. And, and then also we're trying to do it by ourselves. So to get plugged into a community like The Post, 
to have confidence in, again, like being an athlete is, is a competitive advantage. It's not a liability. Um, and then doing some self-scouting work to figure out what are, what are you actually interested in? What are your strengths? And how does that transition in the business world and specific industries? That's awesome. Well, look, man, I, I love what you're doing. You know, we think athletes are, you know, the, the most appropriate hunting ground for halo companies. We use the term halo instead of wellness, health, active lifestyle, outdoors. What we want to do is create a feeder yeah. network of all these athletes, you know, spending five years and then becoming part of the post. Um, and then a health club can say, Hey, you know, I'm in Tallahassee, who, you know, who's your personal trainers? Oh, we got two wide receivers. We've got two, two women from the swim team. We got a volleyball, you know, and that becomes like Great. part of the, like the, the, the feed from, Hey, I want to work out, you know, with, with a college athlete, like that person knows how to win. And I, I want to win too, Yeah, you know, or, you know, I, I had an affinity yeah, towards sure. that sport. So look, I will look, we'll meet up in person. I'll meet you at Walman rank. We can, uh, we can play some pickleball. I'll bring my ball with me and my gloves. Great. Uh, if Let's you want to test out the arm, <laughs> just going to tell you my, my, my speed might not be at four, three, 33 anymore. I might be like four, six, 33, but, uh, look, the other thing that I want to, uh, just, just put out there is we run something called the Halo Academy and it's five business school classes. Uh, we do it over a two week period. Uh, so basically breaks down the business model on planet fitness, CrossFit, soul cycle, cycle for survival and Peloton and like understanding the, you know, how, what the special sauce is and how the business works. Um, so if, is there, if there's anything we could do, yeah, you know, I don't know if I can go back and get four years of college, um, you know, to, to apply, but I'm happy to be a guest speaker and you put me outside it. the post and I can just shout in. <laughs> so I appreciate right, that. Well, I love what you're doing. Thanks, Pete. Yeah, let's be the nexus between uh, what you guys are doing and what this industry needs and, and give these athletes uh, the respect that they res deserve to transition in and not have to like think that they're going lateral or down to go back up. For sure. I, I love that, Pete. Awesome.